Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bush Now Project. And it has been way too long since <clears throat> since I have done this. I was on a two-week trip to see some of my children. A surprise. We want to surprise our one daughter, our youngest, who's having a baby for her birthday and a baby shower. So we did that. And I was able to keep up with the podcast for the first week but the second week fell apart and now I've been back for a week <clears throat> and just now getting to it so my apologies no excuses but uh, I read ahead so now I'm coming back I'm trying to remember what I was thinking when I was getting ready to do this two weeks ago so let me read and see what comes back to me we're still in Deuteronomy chapter 3 and this is again setting up the rest of Deuteronomy or the rest of the treaty, if you will, that Moses is laying out as he gets ready to hand over the leadership to Joshua and to pass away into the the next world. So verse 12 of chapter 3. When we took possession of this land, at that time I gave to the Reubenites and the Gadites the territory beginning at Aror, which is on the edge of the valley of the Aron, and half of the hill country of Gilead, with its cities, the rest of Gilead, and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og, that is, all the region of Argob, I gave to the half-tribe of Manasseh. All that portion of Basham is called the land of Raphim. Jer, the Massonite, took all the region of Argot, that is Bashan, as far as the border of the Gesherites and the Magatherites, and called the villages after his own name, Havathchar, as it is to this day. To Machir I gave Gilad, and to the Reubenites and the Gadites I gave the territory from Gilad, as far as the valley of the Arnon or the Aranun, with the middle of the valley as a border, as far over as the river Jabbok, the border of the Ammonites. The Arabah, also with the Jordan, as the border for the Chinnereth, as far as the Sea of Arabon, the Salt, the salt Sea, under the slopes of Pigas on the east. <clears throat> All right, so I've massacred a lot of geography right there. So a couple of things. This is in the region of the Sea of Galilee and the Dead and the the Dead Sea, which is what they're called in Jesus' time. Um, sometimes the Salt Sea, but anyways, the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. So it's a, a southern region that they have given to these other tribes, and they haven't crossed over yet the Jordan into Jericho. That's what they're preparing to do. And so some of these tribes are, um, he's, re, he's going over that they had done that. So if you go back in Numbers, you'll see where all this has happened. So Moses is just relaying this again. And then verse 18, I commanded you at that time saying, the Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All your men of valor shall cross over armed before your brothers, the people of Israel. Only your wives, your little ones, and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall remain in the cities that I have given you. 
until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as to you. And they also occupy the land that the Lord your God gives them beyond the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession, which I have given you. And I command Joshua at, the, at that time, your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these kings. So will the Lord do to all the kingdoms into which you are crossing. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. All right, so we'll stop there at the end of verse 22. <clears throat> so these, basically the tribes of Joseph, um, his, uh, so there's a half tribe of Manasseh and the other two tribes. They're going to settle this land. That's what they've already done. And Moses is repeating it. But that the men that can fight, the fighting men, are going to go forward with the rest of the Israelites and fight with them until they have conquered all their lands and then they can return to their land. So it's part of the deal. If, we, if you ha- get this land, you still have to come with us to fight for our land which they agreed to do. And so that's what all that is all about. So it's the reality of, of we need each other. And and sometimes in, um, in this broken world, even as the church, we have to learn to live in, in fellowship with people who, may not do things the way we would or who do not understand a lot of what's going on in our life or the season of life we're in, but we're in this together. And we need to remember that. We may have reached a part in our life where we, okay, we're established. Why do we need to keep fighting? I think really the idea here is, well, we're part of a bigger family. And and so we need to continue doing that. Hebrews 13, I want to see verse 3 says, remember the those who are in prison for the faith as if you were chained with them. And so there are, while we have great freedoms here in America, there are others around the world who are literally in chains or being persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And we need to remember them as if we were chained to them. And so here for these tribes of Israel who are now, who have settled actually their cities that they have conquested, they're now going to leave their families behind and go fight with their brothers and sisters and the other tribes and until they are done winning their land and then they will return home. And so for us to continue the fight that is out there because the battle really is is going until Jesus comes back and makes all things new. And until then, we should fight the good fight. Amen. Go out there, fight the good fight. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.